0: You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family, welcome back to the podcast. I am so glad that you're here. I hope that the podcast for today encourages you as you try to follow Jesus Christ. So, Today I'm going to share a devotional podcast with you. We're just we're going to pick up in the book of Acts and we're going to keep moving forward because I want the whole church to interact with the entire book. I'm preaching through Acts, but I'm going to hit the highlights and specific points. But how amazing will it be if every one of our church members reads through the book of Acts on their own? And allow the Holy Spirit to reshape and refocus their sense of our huge mission to declare Jesus Christ, his resurrection, and the new creation kingdom that he's launched. Okay, so today I'm in chapter four. This is what's happened. You know, in our last podcast episodes, Jesus uh, has worked through the apostles Peter and John. So there's this lame guy, 40 years old. He's been begging. He's a beggar at the temple. He asked for some money. Peter didn't give him money. He gave him a healing in the name of Jesus. Next thing you know, Peter's preaching a great sermon about how Jesus is the author of life and wants to give life, and we crucified him. But he is satisfying now, bringing all the promises of Abraham into to being. He's renewing everything. Okay, so Peter's preaching and people are listening and the mission is expanding. The only people that are not happy about this are the religious leaders who are in charge of the temple and the religious life of Judaism. So these guys, you know Caiaphas, the high priest that had Jesus killed, the Sanhedrin, so many of the other leaders, uh chief priests and others who work in the temple, they probably saw Jesus as a threat. that he was a threat to their power, to their influence. Um, After all, they crucified him. They thought he was a blasphemer, that he spoke against the temple, that what he was leading people to do did not fit perfectly well into the structures that they ran. And if people followed Jesus, that that might mean fewer people were going to follow the high priest or the chief priest in the same way. Okay. So anyway, here comes the opposition. I'm going to tell you what happens and read a couple of verses. So in chapter four, um, the priests send the temple guard and they go to arrest Peter and John. It's the evening time. They don't have time for trial. So they just put them in jail for the night. So, um, the high priest was there. The priest's family was there and they brought Peter in John in front of them to question them the next day, and they ask, you know, by what power uh, or what name do you do this? So I want to read Peter's response. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers and elders of the people, if we are being called to account today for an act of kindness shown to a man who was lame and are being asked how he was healed, well, then know this, you and all the people of Israel, it is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead, that this man stands before you healed. One of the things that I think is cool about this is Peter sort of reminds everybody that we're actually on trial today because of a good, a, a good thing, kindness. Like He said, if I'm here on account of a kindness shown to the lame man, I mean, I healed him. Jesus healed him. What was God's intent for him? Good. And yet, the authorities that controlled the structure of their day perceived the goodness of God as a threat to their authority. So now, I want you to let that soak in. As a believer, if we are rightly aligned with Jesus, we want good for our community. And yet, sometimes, if you represent the Lord you're going to be perceived as some kind of a worker of iniquity. Like you're the problem. You're the one creating hardship. God is against us. That's not true. God has shown his hand in the book of Acts. He wants to bless and help people. He brought this guy healing, and yet the authority structure is really frustrated about it, threatened by it, and bringing the apostles in for trial. So the first thing I want to point out is that sometimes in our culture, even if you're following Jesus, you're going to be perceived as if you're um, serving the wrong team, you're serving evil, and you're not. God has good intentions, and you should have good intentions. Now, on the other hand, let's be sure that we are working kindness. Like this is not an excuse for us to abuse people or be hard-hearted or cold nature or just to disregard people and then say, oh, well, I was serving God. No, 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 no. Just because the world around us doesn't understand the kindness and character of God doesn't give us permission to be rude or mean. We're supposed to share our faith with gentleness and respect. But it also should set a realistic expectation for us that even if you are Peter and you are healing lame people in the name of Jesus, somebody is going to have a problem with it because they think Jesus is the problem, not the solution. We are convinced that Jesus is the solution. So I encourage you, a lot's at stake here. So walk well with Jesus so that you represent him accurately and we don't bring unnecessary scandal. But as you walk with Jesus in kindness, showing the kindness of God, don't be surprised when somebody in the world that's watching misunderstands the character of God or the intentions of Jesus and accuses you for it. Kind of a crazy idea. So Peter is very clear He says, Look, you guys have rejected Jesus, but he's actually the cornerstone for the faith. And in verse 12, he said, This salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. Wow, super, super clear church family, we need to love our neighbor in a thousand ways. We need to stand up for justice. We need to oppose injustice. We need to fight against iniquity. We need to care for those. We need to give a voice to the marginalized. We need to feed the hungry. We need to we need to counsel and give care to those who are lonely and addicted and anxiety-ridden and afraid. Like The church needs to be there to serve our neighbors in a thousand tangible ways. But as we do it, we also need to keep in mind that there is no other name in heaven by which men must be saved except the name of Jesus. So, as we serve in Jesus' name, serve in Jesus' name. Like, Don't miss his character and his action that we're his body. He's working through us. And it's not like we have to choose between do I love my neighbor or do I share the gospel? My goodness, it's both. Like, You should love your neighbor and share the gospel and the two should never have to be divorced. So I love the clarity with which Peter has set the pattern for us. Church family, I just want to ask you to think about this, and tomorrow we're going to move into the next scene in this trial moment, but as you serve Jesus today, love your neighbors well, represent the kindness and character of God who is healing lame men and doing countless other good things for people. I love you, and if this podcast episode has encouraged you, share it with somebody, like it, help us spread the gospel and spread the message of the book of Acts this week, I also want to encourage you uh, to read the book of Acts for yourself. Like while we're in the middle of this sermon series, perfect time, perfect time for you to read the book of Acts personally and let the Holy Spirit speak directly to you. Church, family, I love you. May God bless you. Cannot wait to see you on Sunday. Quick reminder, if you're listening to this podcast on time, it's Wednesday, Wednesday, And I would encourage you to remember that our students will be gathering for student ministry tonight. hope to see you there on Wednesday night at 6 for Youth Crew. God bless you.